If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope you're having a great day. Another fantastic episode lined up for you this week. We had a lot again to cover this week as a uh, result of uh, the changes in healthcare, starting to find that it's a little bit more difficult than many people had thought. Other things are starting to come into the equation unrelated to healthcare, diverting attention uh, away from that. But nonetheless, still plenty to talk about here this week on America's Healthcare Challenge, including another episode of our checks and balances in that federal judge stopping another one of these mega mergers we've been talking about all week blocking the uh, anthem and or the uh, Aetna and Humana merger and uh, we will have some reporting for that for you later in the program we're also going to be talking about um, some of the uh, other changes that are that are beginning to roll out from an insurance standpoint a lot of people are still catching their breath from open enrollment being over but just around the corner we're going to have major um, news to report in that they will begin the process of filing their rates for the exchanges for next year. And so we're, we're never going to be a shortage for anything to talk about here on the program. And then finally, we're going to take a moment to look at uh, what was my favorite part of the week, Alan Hager, which was the uh, way that CNN promoted uh, the uh, Bernie Sanders versus Ted Cruz debate on Obamacare. I don't right. know if anybody saw that. But they made it promoted that like it was a Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather type of throwdown. But we're gonna play some and uh, review some of those highlights from that event, which right. was a great event. I kept saying, I mean, this is a great event. Two uh, of the best debaters in the United States Senate, uh, runners up in the presidential primary sweepstakes, throwing down over over the future of Obamacare. I thought it was really good, and I can bet it will be on Saturday Night Live tonight. That's my prediction number one of the day. Oh, I'm sure it will be. Yeah. I, I'm sure it will be, uh, along with probably some Sean Spicer and uh, uh, Donald Trump. Speaking of Sean Spicer, one of the headlines from this week, I don't know if any of you have had the chance to watch him in his uh, things, but Spicer briefings on cable are now beating ABC and CBS ratings for soap operas God. that uh, came out here this week, <laughs> which is which was interesting. So maybe we'll find some Sean Spicer healthcare clips to share with the audience in the last segment. As I'm well. sure there will be some but out there. Coming up, we've got a wonderful interview with our new congressman. Congressman Don Bacon is going to be joining the program for segments two and three, reflecting on a busy first month inside of Washington. And then also he's been selected as one of the 25 Republicans by Paul Ryan as a part of a health care task force to really look at uh, replacing that. So right. it will be really neat to, to listen to him and what he has to say. Right. Oh, yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, it's just always good to hear what Congressman Bacon has to say from a, a, a policy perspective, especially on health care. It is one of the things that he has worked very vigorously on uh, since getting elected and even before when he was running for congressman, uh, talking about health care, talking with health care executives across the across the metro. So it will be very good to get his insight on what's going on in Washington. He'll be joining us, but I want to take a moment to talk about one of the top headlines that Caught my week uh, from a friend of mine, Jennifer Haberkorn, along with her colleague, Burgess Everett at Politico, titled The Stealth Republican Force Behind the Obamacare Repeal, which is one of my favorite senators out there, which was Lamar Alexander, a former governor of the state of Tennessee, now senator from the state of Tennessee, going to be a major power player in any replacement as he is chairman of the essentially health committee, the Health, Education, Labors, and Pensions Committee. They'll have a, a moderate role in, in all of these things, and he is really encouraging, um, essentially, as long as we are able to deliberate and come up. He's really looking for a bipartisan solution, folks, and I wanted to take a, some, the time to uh, endorse that type of thinking because I think that is exactly what is needed, and I think it's going to be about a year before we have any replacements, so we might as well try and figure out some ways to do it right. Now, I know that that's probably not going to be a popular position amongst some people, but I just don't see anything um, really happening right away because I think it would be almost viewed as draconian, any of these changes, because you've got Medicaid in play, which is a huge issue that right. nobody's yes. talking about. Yes. One of the biggest underrated things about any ACA repeal is what is the future of Medicaid because that has a tremendous impact on both the federal government but also state government and it also has a lot of impact on senior citizens because a lot of people don't realize that 17% of Medicaid's budget is for people in long-term care facilities. Right. Yeah. And that and that those people are growing. Yeah, oh, totally. I mean that part of the population is growing and the Medicare population is growing. And so you know, you've got both now being discussed, uh, Medicare from a reform perspective, because it is one of the largest drivers of our national debt. Uh, and uh, Medicaid is, you know, obviously here in Nebraska, it's one of the largest expenditures in the state. And with a $900 million budget deficit, how do you reform it both at a state level and a federal level? so that it makes sense for everybody involved because these issues are not going to just be driven by the federal government. They're also going to be driven by the state. And so not only do you need a federal solution, but you're also going to have to have a state solution. And then you get away with some of these from some of these mandate federal mandates. Then every state has its own set of rules. And what happens if you're an organization that maybe has uh, some people in, um, multiple states for example oh, you're going to have yeah. to learn all of these different rules now yes exactly and every state is going to have a different solution too because some states expanded some didn't some gone with the hybrid program some might want to expand down the road now they can't I, well I, I think it's a really going to be an interesting well scenario. and then you had the states that went to the uh department of health and human services and got the uh the waiver and and to design their own program and so you've got those programs out there that aren't like some of those other states that, you know, went straight by the book, like, say, Indiana. Right, right. And so what's going to happen with somebody like them? 
it, we'll have to figure that out. Yeah. You know, that's again, this is not an easy issue. This is complex. And it's not going to be wave a magic wand or put in the bill 1,700 times. The Secretary of Health and Human Services shall do this. Well, the interesting thing is we now have a new Secretary of Health and Human Services, which I can guarantee they did not think that that was going to happen. He got confirmed, by the way, yes. this week. And so we will finally at the bottom of the hour prepare and uh, brief you on this individual, Tom Price, our new Secretary of Health and Human Services. But we're going to take a timeout now because coming up next segment, we've got Congressman Don Bacon on the program. I'm really excited to talk to Congressman Bacon about his plans for health care and uh, his views and reflections after his first 30 days inside the Beltway. I'm sure there's been a lot going oh, yes. on. I can't recall a busier 30 days, and so we will talk about that uh, as well. 402-342-1290 is the number. With Alan Hager, I'm Sean McGuire. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge. On Twitter, check out the hashtag America's Healthcare Challenge because all of the news that we're, we're putting out there will have that hashtag, and it's a great way to stay informed. We'll be right back. Basically, once you imply a belief in a right to someone's services, do you have a right to plumbing? Do you have a right to water? Do you have a right to food? You're basically saying that you believe in slavery. You're saying you believe in taking and extracting from another person. Our founding documents were very clear about this. You have a right to pursue happiness, but there's no guarantee of physical comfort. There's